What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 24 of the Gunslinger Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Charles. You can head over to Instagram and follow at the Gunslinger Podcast. And also, please head over to Spotify and Apple Podcasts to listen to all of the shows. Joined this morning by Craig Riley. Um, I guess you're wedding free this this day, uh, this Sunday morning, huh? I am wedding free for the rest of the year. I don't oh, wow. know about 2023 yet, but you know, the last, the last three weeks I'm wedding free. So it's nice, you know, just watch football and not worry about it. That's perfect. Um, you, you've been keeping up with the world cup as well, right? I know of we course. were talking a little bit yesterday that, um, England game was pretty wild. What's your, what's your takeaway on the final four teams left? Yeah, no, the England game was great. Um, England dominated most of the game. The problem was is that they just couldn't have any quality in the final third. And, you know, if you rely on two penalty shots to move you on against France, I think that you you just can't do that. You have to be able to score an open play. So it is unfortunate that they were the better team lost from yesterday's specific game, but it is what it is. I think France has this in the bag, in my opinion. I don't think they've even really turned on their last gear Morocco is going to really struggle against them if they're going to let them have the ball as much as they normally do. So I think France takes care of Morocco. And I've bet against Croatia every single way in the knockout stages. I'm done doing it. They just seem to always find a way to win. So I'll go a rematch of the uh, last World Cup, France-Croatia again, and I think France wins it. Oh, they were in the finals four years ago? They were, yeah. Same same final group. So you had same final two. So you have to think that that would be a, a pretty unprecedented thing in the World Cup, but they're there again. And Argentina's good, but Argentina has lapses in judgment all the time while they play. And Croatia is such a veteran and talented squad that when you have a lapse, they immediately attack you. So I don't know. I like Croatia in that one. Um, I'm not a huge Argentina fan. Uh, and then also I'll, I'll take France because I just think they're the most talented team by a lot. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much, obviously, about soccer, but watching that France-England game yesterday was – I was texting you about how I would probably lose my mind if I was a soccer fan because there's so many opportunities and just missing it by a hair or, you know, just kicking the ball over the, the goal. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, de- it's, crazy. it's definitely more of a beautiful game than it is anything else. Mm. It's not about, like, the scoring. I mean, it's obviously about scoring, but it's more about, like, the possession and getting up the field and down the field. And it's a lot of, like, the strategic of, like, if you're running this formation, what do your specific players do? Like, yesterday, for example, they England made it a point to leave Kyle Walker basically shadowing Mbappe throughout the whole field. And while in theory, like in the NFL terms, like, yeah, you would do that with a corner on a receiver – And it's kind of the same concept, right? Like he just wasn't letting him get a hold of the ball in any position where he could run at people. And that was really smart. Like it kind of like, you know, it made the French, you know, really have to play through other people. But then you saw like right whenever the France needed a goal, they got one. Because if you're putting that much pressure on Mbappe, like to not have him, France has so much quality around that they're going to get another goal. And Olivier Giroud did. Best hair in the game, by the way. Yeah, that guy was he was he was very fun to watch. Um, oh yeah, is it true Morocco's they haven't given up a goal in the World Cup yet? So I'm pretty sure they gave up one against Canada um, in the uh, group stages. I'd have to fact check that. Um, I saw a few people saying, "Well, what about the uh, the Canada game?" Morocco's good. I mean, they they play a certain style that's not really fun to watch. It's called like a low block, where basically they're just trying to counter and then like put ten people behind the ball 
keep one person up top and they can counterattack on you when they get the ball. It's a very successful thing if you can pull it off. Okay. Uh, it's just hard to because if you're giving a team like with like really good shooters or really good just like ball possession, you're running the risk of like them like opening you up in a sense of like passing through you and like getting easy shots. But Morocco like moves so well defensively. It's a defensive clinic out there. Like if any like coach was like looking at how to run a low block, that's how you run it. Gotcha. Well, it looks like the final match is next Sunday morning. So yeah. that'll be good to tune into that 10 a.m. before football kicks off next week. Um, but carrying over into American football here, we've got a good game um, games uh, today. I think um, some definitely big divisional games. Um, we'll, we'll just kick it off here. Jets bills. Um, the Jets, you know, still been playing really good. Almost pulled off a huge win last week at Minnesota. They're seven and five. Already beat the Bills once this year. This game is in Buffalo. I heard there might be a little bit of snow. Um, nothing too crazy, like you know, four feet or whatever, six feet they had a few weeks ago. But um, ten point favorites Buffalo is right now at home. I think that is very steep, um, especially considering they already lost to the Jets. So. Um, Mike White has looked very good, I think. Um, he's definitely looked a lot better than Zach Wilson. This offense seems to be moving the ball, um, putting points up. So you have to like that if you're a Jets fan. I'm side, siding with Buffalo in this one. I think just at home, um, you know, they have, they're in first place in the AFC right now, so they kind of control their own destiny the rest of the way. So um, I think this will be a closer game than what Vegas has the spread at, but I will take – the bills at home in this one who you side in with yeah i had the bills i think the reason for the spread is i and i agree with vegas on this the bills need to come out and actually like have a good win like they haven't really come out and like played necessarily well in, in a while like they you know they beat the pats but the pats like basically beat themselves in my opinion they barely beat the lions they barely beat the browns by one score game loss loss i mean they're not really like playing all together that well so i think the thought process is they're at home against a Jets team that can struggle to move the ball. So I think that's why Vegas thinking like 10 points, but I'm with you. I think this game's going to be close. I think that Buffalo defense is really struggling right now, uh, mm -hmm. marking the other side of the field. So I don't know. We'll see. I have Buffalo winning it, but I can see this being kind of a late, you know, late touchdown to win it or a field goal late. And then like stopping the Mike white at the end. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, I know we talked last week about Sauce Gardner, that matchup with Justin Jefferson, and I got to see some of the game, but I mean, just looking at the box score, I mean, Jefferson only, from what I recall, had like seven grabs for like 40-something yards. Um, and looking at the box score from last time these two teams played, Diggs had five for 93 on 10 targets, so I'm not sure if Sauce followed um, Diggs the first time, but I think that's definitely something to look out for here because... I feel like when Diggs isn't really involved or he's struggling um, on the offensive side, you know, to get open, the Bills really struggle to create space for other people. Yeah, I um, think the Bills do a good job of moving Gabe Davis to whatever the number one corner is. Like if the if the corner doesn't travel, Gabe kind of sits over there. And if the corner does travel, they seem to like put digs in motion a lot to try to get mm -hmm. like the matchups different which i think like it doesn't work every time but you'd much rather sacrifice gabe davis than digs yeah for sure and also i mean the bills have to be happy they ran the ball pretty well last week i thought on new england yeah. james cook 
came alive finally. 64 yards. Singletary well, Singletary's playing well. Like the past four, mm-hmm. five to six weeks, he's been playing like really good. So I think if they can get that two-headed running attack, that's really is what's going to save Allen. For sure. I mean, and he, I mean, yeah, he's definitely you know played down a little bit. I think since that injury, but I mean, he's definitely still capable. We'll see as it gets colder. Um, as well, if, you know, the, the weather has an impact on it. But the Bills have, a, you know, a good stretch here. Jets at home. They're home against the Dolphins um, next Saturday. Travel to the Bears and the Bengals, and then they're home for the Patriots end of the year. So, um, again, like I said, they control their own destiny. Um, we're both siding with the Bills, it sounds like, in this one. But I think the, the little sneak peek, the Jets will keep this one close um, for one of my bets for later. But Browns at Bengals. Get this, Joe Burrow has never beaten the Browns in his short that, NFL career. That ends today, I think. I think I, so. I think I, so too. I, I I was I thought Watson looked pretty bad. Like, and it was mm. his first game back, so like it's it is what it is, right? And I I think it was in Houston, so obviously that didn't help him. But I think this is Cincinnati needs to win. They're the better. They're the best team in that division. And they need to prove it. So I think they're going to come out and play well. I could see Watson having a much better game, though, if that makes sense. I mean, I think he's going to have to to keep pace with the Bengals offense. They've looked really well. Um, You know, obviously Chase is back. Mixon is supposed to be full go. I know he missed a game or two with the concussion. So, but yeah, it was the Browns last week. They won 27-14. And just goes to show how bad Houston is. The Browns scored 27 points and didn't score one offensive touchdown. Yeah, their defense so, was – I mean, I they scored 43 points against me in fantasy. In uh, you are correct on Donovan Peoples-Jones having a long touchdown, but it was uh, by a punt return. I know. I know. The... L- luckily, um, I get punt return touchdowns in that league that I had him, oh. and I get return yards. So that worked out pretty well for me, even though he had a terrible day uh, receiving. Got to love that. So we're, we're both on the Bengals in this yeah, one? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, I just think that they're the better team, and <laughs> they need to win. Like, they're – they're better than Baltimore right now, especially with Lamar out. So, and they, so they need to win these games. No, for sure. And I mean, if you, I mean, you look at the Bengals, so they've lost four games. They could still get the one seed in the AFC. I mean, they have a win over the chiefs. They still get to play the bills. Um, so, I mean, they could, they could be sitting there in the one seed at the end of the season, you know, I mean, well, I and feel chase, like if and they chase back and stuff like that, right. like they've had some injuries. Like, I think they're good. Like, I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with come playoff time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they def- I mean, definitely have some tough matchups, but I think they can definitely keep pace with all these teams that they have to play and um, should be a good finish for them. But so um, Dallas and Houston, um, not much that, to say here. Dallas by 40. Te- yeah, Texans are without Cooks and Collins. You know, so Dorsett, former Patriot, um, and what's Chris Moore stepping into starting receivers for this one. Dallas is 17 and a half point favorites right now at home. I think that number is pretty high. I mean, but I mean, you look at what they did last week to the Colts. I mean, their defense, when it gets cooking, it just it gets cooking. They get going and they create a lot of turnovers. Um, a Texans offense that obviously doesn't have a lot working for him. Davis Mills is back under center, but I mean, that's really not going to provide any spark for them. A team that's definitely playing for the first pick in the draft. And I mean, Dallas is still, I mean, this is, uh, we'll touch on this a little bit with the Eagles, but Dallas can still win the division um, based off of their division record. I mean, that game against the Eagles, I'm pretty sure it's next week, but um, I feel like that if the Eagles are to lose 
to Dallas and Dallas. Um, or if the Eagles lose to Dallas and the Eagles lose one more game, I feel like Dallas will win that division. Correct. Yeah, I think they would as depending as, as long as the Cowboys, I guess they would have to win out. So yeah, I mean, I think it, they would, the, the problem that the Cowboys are going to have, I think with that is that number one, beating the Eagles is going to be tough, but number two, like I don't really see where the Eagles are going to lose minus the Dallas game. I mean, I guess the game would be today, right? Against the Giants, but they're not playing well. No, I mean, they're not. I mean, it's a division game, though. So you never know. Um, Maybe the Bears. I mean, the Bears could be a trap. They could be looking forward to Dallas, and that's a back to back road games or three in a row, actually, for the Eagles coming up. Yeah, yeah. three straight road games. Three straight's kind of tough going to Dallas. I do think they could lose the Dallas game, but I think that's the only game they're going to lose the rest of the year, in my opinion. But yeah, you're right, though. In theory, like the Dallas still has a shot at, shot at it. Yeah, I mean, I still think the Eagles are, you know, in control of their own destiny, obviously. They've played great. Hurts really played well last week. Um, but, yeah, so I'll, I'll take Dallas here, transitioning over to the Eagles. Yeah. I like Philly. The only problem, you know, the Giants could, you know, they could cause an issue if they're able to control the ball, but it sounds like Saquon might not even play. Yeah, he's 50, 50. And you have to think with a neck injury, that's like not something they're really mm. going to mess with. Right. Like they still have a pretty good chance to make the playoffs, even if they lose this game, you know, they would be in a little bit of a, a fight if that happens. Cause Washington's right there. And Detroit seems to be winning like almost every game they're playing right now, but for sure. You, do you really like, Oh, what if you play Saquon and he gets hurt like even more? Like that's a pretty – this game's kind of a weird one for them to, to risk Saquon, I feel like. Because even if you have Saquon, you're probably still not going to win. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the Eagles' defense, their front played a lot better last week. Henry only had like 30 yards. Um, yeah, they, they, they made it a point to fix that, and I thought they mm-hmm. did a good job. And the thing is, the Giants just aren't playing well even with Saquon. Like last week's game against the Commanders was, I mean – a a shitstorm. Mm. I don't even know what was happening in the, in the overtime. Like both teams yep. didn't want to win. It was like they were both just punting the ball on the thirty back to back and forth to each other. They couldn't get anything going. So I don't know. I I think the Eagles win this pretty handily. And if Saquon doesn't play, I mean, hopefully you got your bets in on Philly before the spread goes way up. Yeah, I mean it's seven right now. It. I mean you. Again, though, I mean, my, it's still my thing with Hurts, you know, as well as he played last – I didn't see any of the game last week. I saw he had a really good game passing. I saw the one touchdown to A.J. Brown where there was nobody within 30 yards of him. But I didn't yeah. see any the rest of the game. I know the Titans have struggled all year to defend the pass, but I'm not taking anything away from the Eagles. I, I think they're a very good team. I just – I know we talked last week. I'm not sold on Hurts consistently being able to throw the ball, especially as we get into the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I just don't like how the giants are finishing the season. I think that they've had a, I think them and the jets, both New York teams have over exceeded expectations. And I think Mm. now we're kind of getting back to the point where it's like, they were probably a sub 500 talent team and they're probably going to finish around 500 in my opinion, which Mm -hmm. is a successful season, but they're going to start losing these, these type of games, but you never know. It's a division game and they're at home. So it could be close. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll side with the Eagles. I mean, even if they get a late field goal or whatever, I still think they'll. Yeah, I think they'll win. Um, all right, Vikings ten and two, second best record in football. 
at the five and seven Detroit Lions, and the Detroit Lions are two and a half point favorites. Please explain that to me. I think it's because people are on this notion that Minnesota is like the worst ten and two team of all time. It's like a few years ago when the Steelers were eleven and zero, and everyone was like, "This team actually sucks." Mm-hmm. That, that's what people think about Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota sucks. I think Minnesota has issues being consistent but that's just Kirk Cousins that's just what he's gonna do like you have a quarterback who's like a top like 12 quarterback in the league but he's like 8 to 12 on an any given week yeah some weeks he might you know touch the top five like yards and touchdowns but he's gonna be inconsistent that's just what you have but with Justin Jefferson Thielen and Cook against a Detroit defense that can't stop anyone all year I don't understand how they're not favored to win it and I think their standpoint is oh, Swift's back, he's playing well, Detroit's at home, Detroit normally plays well at home. Okay, that's all felt well and good, but I'm not taking Jared Goff against the Vikings, like, without points. So for Minnesota to be getting points, I think it's like the lock of the day. So whenever the Detroit wins, I'll be sad. I'm right there with you. I'm on I'm on the Vikings as well. I have them, I have them covering, um, definitely. I think they're just going to win outright. I think... The Lions are close, you know. I just don't know if they're they're there yet. I think this game could definitely turn into a very, you know, a shootout. You have the Vikings, a bottom, I don't even know, bottom three, bottom five pass defense in the NFL. They just every week seem to be getting gashed. Um, Jared Goff's at home. So, I mean, he definitely could, you know, have a great game. St. Brown's been playing really well. They've gotten Swift back involved, back from his injury. Um, so, I mean, I like, I think the Lions can definitely make this one interesting, but at the end of the day, I mean, the Vikings, these one-score games, they've just been winning them all year. I think it's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be the most fun game out of the noon games for sure. Um, That the Jacksonville-Tennessee game, if Lawrence plays, because Tennessee can't, you know, stop a cold. For sure. And, you know, like your point, I mean, at the end of the day, on who's going to mark Justin Jefferson for the Lions? I mean, they they can't mark anyone. No. I mean, he's going to – I mean, he might have 200 yards. Yeah, and the problem is if I mean if they over try to compensate to stop him, I mean then you're looking at, I mean you at that point T.J. Hawkinson I think could have you know a great game. Um, he's been fairly quiet I feel like since they got him, um, you know a revenge game. I think he could you know find the end zone or you know have a decent game if they decide to double or triple team Justin Jefferson. But yeah, not that sure. it will even matter. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, Vikings there. So Titans home. They're seven and five. They've kind of you know, been playing a little bit, I wouldn't say bad, not bad, but not as good as um, variable likes for them down the stretch. I think that whole division's bad. I for mean, sure. I, I just don't think it's a great division. But if, if Lawrence doesn't play, this isn't going to be a game. No, and I think they're going to make it a point to get Henry involved here. And the Titans aren't in danger of losing the division. Um, I mean, the Colts are in second place at 4-8-1. and one. Tennessee is won both against them have not lost in the division actually. So um, I'm pretty sure if Tennessee wins this one, they can pretty much lock up that division. Um, I don't have much to say. I just think it's going to be a Derrick Henry show. Traylon Burks is out. Maybe Hooper gets involved a little bit, but um, yeah, I like you're, Henry. Yeah, the ball. It does look like Lawrence is going to play. So this at least could be a fun game to watch, but I don't think, I don't think Jacksonville can stop Henry. I don't either. I did see, Oh man, who did the Titans just put a corner on IR or something yesterday or the day before I saw? Um, I'm not sure how big of an impact that will be, but um, 
yeah, I'm, I like the Titans at home. Um, one of the tougher places to play in the NFL as well. So I think three a three point favorite at home is a little bit low because that home field advantage is basically giving them three. So I yeah, like the kind Titans of, kind there. Of a weird, kind of a weird spread for sure. Yeah, uh, Ravens Steelers a game. The Steelers all of a sudden are playing pretty well. I know you know you touched on them. You know you thought Kenny Pickett was looking a lot better, and you know they've won three out of four. And, you know, they lost a tough one of the Bengals or, you know, maybe they would have won four straight. They haven't played anybody really tough. This will definitely be a test, but they're the Steelers are one and a half point favorites at home. Obviously, Lamar Jackson's most likely not going to play today. So step in um, Huntley, who has looked decent. I feel like last year and when he came in last week, they had that late win against the Broncos, but he's lost um, a lot, his last the last four games he started, I think he's lost. Um, so as good as the Ravens' defense is, I, I think the Steelers are going to be able to pull out a tough home divisional game here. Um, Kenny Pickett has looked, you know, pretty pretty well. He hasn't thrown an interception in a couple games, so I like the Steelers here. Who do you like? I like Baltimore only because I think Pittsburgh's going to blow it late because Matt Canada can't play with a lead is, is the issue because like mm-hmm. I think Pittsburgh's going to get out to a lead here. I think. That would, is what I would expect, is Pickett to come out, play pretty well, and then when they get a lead, which they haven't really had this year, Canada really doesn't know how to play with one. Like, he's proved it all year that when they have a lead, he kind of just, like, doesn't do anything correct, like, from a play-calling perspective. And I think, at that point, Baltimore's just going to start running the ball a lot with, you know, Dobbins, who just came off the IR, run tons of read options with Huntley. And I think this is going to be a huge Mark Andrews game on the checkdown front. I think it's just going to be read option, either, you know, hand it off, he takes it, or it's just like a seam to Andrews. And I think they're just going to go back to what they did with Lamar in his first season, which is what they normally do with Huntley. And usually that breaks down defenses enough to score 20 points, which I don't think Pickett can do yet. Like, I'm looking at like, you know, they, I mean, he scored 24 against the Colts in the win. They scored against the Bengals, but he he's still not throwing for 200 yards yet, really. So I don't know. I'm going to take Baltimore, but I think this is going to be a fun game to watch because I think it's going to be a really strategic game on field position. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the over-under is like 36 and a half. Um, that's pretty low, but I, I would take the over. Still. Like that's an insane under, but like <laughs> I would take the over, but I don't think it's going to be by much. 23-20 would be my like official prediction for Baltimore. Yeah, and I like – you know, the Ravens are top two run defense and, you know, that's how the Steelers have been kind of just, you know, just kind of forcing it to their running backs the last few weeks and trying to open up the pass. Um, they've definitely been like 60, 40 in the play calling um, run to pass lately. So um, that can only hold up for so, so long in this league. So outside just barely with the Steelers, just cause they're at home. Um, their defense has played better since Watt's been back as well. So that's definitely Yeah, a, a and, and I think I also am taking Baltimore because of Justin Tucker. I think this is going to be a field goal heavy game. So he's mm-hmm. going to, I mean, if you're going to have field goals, you want the best kicker maybe of all time. And that's what Tucker is. You got Chris Boswell coming back for the Steelers. Yeah, that's fine. He's not, he might be worse at Heinz field than like, no, yeah. he's, he's good going one direction, which everyone struggles going the other way in Heinz field or, or, or a creature stadium apologies since they changed mm. the name, but correct. Um, but yeah, I think I'll take, I'll take uh, Tucker and Baltimore in this by a very slim margin. Okay. Uh, heading to the four o'clock games. Not Jeez. a lot of them today. A lot of teams on by mm. this week. Yeah. It's weird. Um, Chiefs, Broncos so I mean obviously Denver's 
terrible. Russell Wilson, terrible. What do Chiefs, you do? What do you do if they're if you're them? I really, I, I mean, just I'm gonna just really quickly go through how many points they've scored this year. You ready? Mm-hmm. Starting yeah. on week one, 16, 9, 10, 23, 9, 16, 9, 17, 10, 16, 10, 9. They've gone over 17 points once. Uh, yeah, I saw somebody said if every game they'd be like nine and three or something. I mean, that defense has to be livid. Well, in that, I mean, and you just got to think with all the the injuries they faced too, and they still held up. I mean, I know last week, obviously, you know, Lamar got hurt, but I mean, they could have easily won that game. The defense lost it late for him, but. I mean, if you were smashing unders this year, you'd almost win every game minus the Raiders. Maybe the Jags game. It's, I mean, that's only 38 points, though. So, I mean, you have to think – I think the Chiefs are going to roll them. I don't think it's because the Chiefs are necessarily playing well, but I just don't think the Broncos can score points. If the Chiefs put up 20 points, which – how often does Mahomes not put up 20? Right. Mm, never this year, I don't think. <laughs> I think. They put up 20 exactly against the Titans. 17 against and, the Colts. Hmm. I mean, but that's it, right? I mean, like, you got to think Wilson has to cook in a sense. And, I mean, so far the the oven and the stove, everything's been off. The air fryer is not plugged in. You know, not, nothing's plugged in in the kitchen front. So, I think Kansas City's going to roll them. I do, too. And, I mean, I think a very interesting thing here is, I mean, the over-under is 44. And while that sounds low for, you know, a Patrick Mahomes game, I would honestly consider taking that under. Because, like, if the Chiefs go in there, I mean, obviously, mile high is a tough place to play. Denver's defense has been great. But let's say the Chiefs put up, like, 27, which I think is, you know, respectable for this game. Are you, like, thinking that Denver can score 17 or more to push that to an over? Because I don't. The only way that happens, and this is why I picked them up in fantasy, is if the Chiefs' defense score touchdowns. Like, let's say, like, mm. they get a pick six. Maybe they could push it to, like, 27. But I'm not thinking that the Denver D's going to give up a lot. And the other thing is, why are you going to waste Mahomes' arm when you get 14 points and you're like, well, Russell's not going to score on us. This could be a huge Pacheco game. Because I don't think mm-hmm. he's going to have success running the ball necessarily, but just eat clock and, you know, if we have to punt it to Russell, I mean, I'm not scared. It's cra- The downfall of Wilson is unbelievable. I know, and I again, I'm not. I'm not sure if it's been a coaching problem or what, but I mean, you have to look at Seattle. We'll, you know, we'll touch on here in a second. I mean, they're sitting pretty right now, and if you're the Seahawks, are you looking at, you know, drafting a quarterback, you know, for the future, or you think I, they're I just going to ride with Geno? I don't think you pay Geno. The problem is Geno's about to get paid. Yeah. Like, and I don't think you pay him. I think he's had a great year. I think he should be a starter next year based on the year he's had. I think that it's going to be a sweepstakes for Carolina on which veteran quarterback they go after next year. And I think Gino will be in that discussion, right? But mm-hmm. if I'm them and I have the picks I have, I'm taking a stab at a quarterback for the next few years. So, like, let's say you go and you get, I don't know, let's say you get Stroud, right? Because mm-hmm. he doesn't go one and you get him, like, you know, four or five or wherever you're going to get him. Okay, if he doesn't work out, then in two years, take a stab at someone else. You know what I mean? Because you can package picks. You can do a bunch of other things. I don't know. If I'm Seattle, I'm starting with a rookie because you'll have Kenneth Walker. So your money will be at your receivers and Lockett and Metcalf, which are playing unbelievable this year. If Mm -hmm. you could maybe go get a tight end or make Noah Fant what Noah Fant should be, I think you're going to be in a pretty good spot. 
No, for sure. I think their I think their biggest weakness is their run defense. Um, right. And yeah, I mean they don't. I mean yeah, obviously like you said, you know Walker, Metcalf, Lockett. They get like a third receiver and or like you said a tight end. I mean that offense could really be scary. Well, I think Fant is good enough. I just don't think they use him. I, mm. Gino is. What I like that Gino does is he makes sure Metcalf and Lockett gets targets. Mm-hmm. And that, that's awesome, right? But the problem with that is, is that like Noah Fant is basically irrelevant because of it. Because there's only so many targets when you're going to run the ball. I mean, their run percentage has to be over 50% with Walker. Yeah, it could go down today, though. Well, yeah. So we're both leading Chiefs. We'll segue into that, this Seahawks game. You know, I mean, we're all definitely, it sounds like we're both on Seattle. They're only three and a half point favorites again. And you have to think like if it's usually like a two to three point home like line that they give you. So they're saying they're only like a one. I, like I think they're worried better. Than I think Carolina. they're worried about Kenneth Walker and Dallas being out because both yeah. of them are most likely out. And I think what they're really worried about is that all Carolina does is run and mm. all Seattle can't do is stop the run. Right. This could be the fastest game in history because Carolina is just going to run the ball consistently. And so I don't know, like I'm taking the Seattle, I'm taking Seattle. If I was betting this game, I would take Seattle to cover, but I'm not positive that's going to happen. I think it could be closer than people are thinking. Yeah, I, I do too. And I honestly went back and forth a lot on this game for the reasons you touched on. And I really like my biggest question was if Foreman was going to be healthy enough to go. And it sounds like he is. Um, I know we practiced fully yesterday, but. I mean, that right there is enough. I mean, if that guy gets 20 to 25, 30 carries, whatever, like he has in some of these games, that Carolina's won. I mean, and this is a big game for like for Wilkes as a coach, you know, to try to win that Carolina job. Um, You know, me being here in Charlotte, all listening to the radio every morning, you know, they've they have Seattle and then their next four games are against teams that are 500 or worse. So like. This, this stretch here for Carolina is really big, I think, on, you know, what they're trying to build going forward. Um, and if they're able to go into Seattle and, you know, which is usually one of the tougher places to play as well. I mean, that would be a huge statement win, I think. For that I think locker this room. team's playing for Wilkes as well. I think they want Wilkes to stay and to do that, they need to win some games. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, I'll, I'll, I will side with Seattle. Um, I just, it's, at the end of the day, I just look at Sam Darnold and I'm not, I've never been a believer in him. So um, that's really my main point as right. to why I'm siding with Seattle. But um, let's see the other four. So we have Tampa who somehow pulled out a miraculous win uh, last week. Yeah. Um, who, who knows how that happened? I know. And like you look at this game and San Fran still three and a half point favorites with Mr. Irre- Irrelevant um, Brock Purdy. Yeah, with yeah Purdy. And he looked OK, I thought. This, but this game is going to be a train wreck. I don't know how this is going to be a hard one to watch, I think. I do, too. I think in Tampa was missing a lot of pieces in their secondary last week. Um, Edward oh, Edwards still doubtful. Winfield doubtful. Tristan Wirfs doubtful. That's not good. Um Nick Bosa questionable. So, I mean, it looks like San Fran's going to be mostly healthy. Tampa's still going to be in injuries. My biggest thing here is you got your Brady's a three and a half point underdog. He's going back home. He always, you know, plays well in San Fran. I feel like um, in his career in the limited amount of times he's been there. Um, 
and you, like last week against the Saints, I mean, Brady was missing receivers, you know, which we're not used to seeing, but like the receivers were creating separation, which he has missed is so in- many like 20 to 30 yard throws this season. It's incredible. Yeah. And I, I don't, again, I don't know what it is, but at the, I mean, when I look at this game, I'm just looking at Brady versus Purdy. Um, I think it's too, I mean, obviously the 49ers defense has been outstanding this year. Tampa still has a good defense, um, some injuries, but I'll, I like Brady with the points, especially. Um, I think this comes down to the last, last few drives. And like, in that sense, you probably want Brady. I'm going to take San Francisco on the pure fact that it's at home Mm -hmm. and Tampa can't stop the pass rush. And San Francisco has a great pass rush. So I think that they're going to disrupt that a lot. Like last week, I don't know if you got to watch the game, but like Kate Otten had like 10 targets in that Mm -hmm. game, but only like 30 yards receiving. I think it was even less. So I think that they're going to check down a lot to white and to Otten and San Francisco flies to the ball. So I don't think that's even going to have any success. So I'm going to take San Francisco in this because I think they're the better talented team right now in terms of like, you know, McCaffrey, I think, could get a heavy dose. Debo might be in the backfield a lot. You still have Ayuk if they do throw the ball. And I think this could be a huge George Kittle game. You know, just like blocking and then going out for a quick pass or something like that. So mm-hmm. I'll take San Fran, but I think it's going to be a really close game. And Brady and close games normally win. So I completely see uh, where you're taking Tampa. Yeah, I love the white check down call. Um, the best run defense in the NFL is San Francisco. So you got you have to think Fournette's going to be very limited in this if one, especially plays. right. Which um, I don't think is like a certain right. Like I think he's still questionable. Like he might. I, I'm assuming yeah. he's probably going to play, but I think they said he's leaning towards playing. But yeah, I don't. Again, I don't know what his injury is, and <clears throat> I mean it's what, his foot, so that's mm-hmm. not good for a running back. You need that to run. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so that's it for the four o'clock games. Um, just those three. Game here, Dolphins-Chargers. So, Dolphins last week played the 49ers. Tua was terrible. Um, and, again, I'm, I've I said it all year. I'll continue to say it. I'm not a believer in the Miami Dolphins at all. They are three-point favorite against the Chargers here. Is for Staley's head right now in L.A., and, you know, with Sean Payton rumors floating around. I think this is a huge game for the Chargers. I mean, I feel like it's a must win for them to keep pace in the as like the seventh or sixth wild card, whatever they're going to be in the AFC. So um, I'll lean slightly with the Chargers in this one. It sounds like Mike Williams is, is supposed to be back. So if he can, if Herbert can keep Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and Eckler and whoever else on the field for a full game, I think the Chargers could, you know, be really dangerous as an offense. It just comes down to the decision making by Staley, obviously. Yeah, I I am going Chargers in this, but I'm a little worried because Derwin James is out about yep. how they're gonna even guard one of them, if not both, you know, Hill and Waddle. But I, right. I think Herbert's been playing a lot better. And with Williams back, Palmer's really played well this season they still have deandre carter they have four pretty good receivers and miami is not really stopping a whole lot of people anyway like you know they're giving up some points for sure so i think i don't know i'm gonna go with the chargers but i think this is going to be a really weird game i think it could be a shootout Um, yeah i absolutely think so too i mean i think if derwin james is playing 
it would be a lot like I would really favor the Chargers in it. But I think mm-hmm. the Chargers will win. And I'm more picking Herbert over Tua is is the reasoning for my for my pick. And I think this is a big game for Herbert because I think he's gotten a lot of slack this year for how bad the Chargers have like not been consistent. And I don't necessarily think it's his fault. I think there's been a ton of injuries. I think Staley is like the worst play caller in the league. So it's like I think today though they're gonna simplify it. Let's just be, you know, let's just go out. Let's do what we know how to do. And Eckler could have a pretty big game in this as well from a receiving perspective. For sure. And the, the biggest like crap that Staley's been getting is, so he's a defensive minded head right. coach, right? And how bad their defense has been this year. It's like, why is he even, why is he even there? Yeah, I don't really get it. I mean, I know he's not, I don't believe he's calling plays, but I mean, he obviously has a, a hand in how like the game plans are being set up. Why you're not throwing Herbert, who's, you know, very young, 40 to 50 times a game, but you're not taking, they don't take shots down the field. That's what's more concerning. Like he'll have like 40 attempts and like he hasn't passed the ball past 10 yards. Right. It's like the dude has a cannon. Check down city. Yeah. That's why Eckler, Eckler's kind of. It's the only like reason Eckler's fantasy catches. relevant because he's mm-hmm. not even a good runner anymore. So I think no. the Chargers win. I think it's a must win for the Chargers, and I think it muddies the waters a ton if Miami loses this. So that's why I also think it's going to happen because it's been a weird year. Mm-hmm. And I thought Tua looked really bad last week. So if you can kind of take that and you know try to like replicate it, I think you can do the same thing. But I think this will be a weird game, and it could be a shootout. I mean, fifty-four and a half is the over/under right now. Um, that's a lot. It is a lot, but I mean, when you look at if. Well, I the mean, Chargers Staley, can't stop anyone either. Right. And he's not going to settle for field goals. He's just going to go for it on fourth and one, yeah. fourth and two. Yeah. So if they convert, they have a better chance of scoring, but, obviously. Well, if they don't convert, then Miami has good uh, field positions. Yeah, and it's going to go way under at that point. Um, right, exactly. So it's all relying on Staley. But, um, all right, we're getting into the, the boys here, the Patriots, Monday night game. What? Somehow they're one-and-a-half-point favorites in Arizona. I saw Myers is out. Isaiah Wynn is out, I'm pretty sure. I think we're losing this game, by the way. Jalen Mills out again. Yeah. Um, we're banged up. We are in the – I don't know. It's Who, Who's guarding Hopkins? Well, if they put Jonathan Jones on him one-on-one, I'm probably going to shut the game well, off. I, all right, so let's say they go – I don't know how you go one-on-one on Hopkins, but let's say you double them and you have a safety over the top. Then who's guarding Hollywood? Um, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, it, they're, we're, they're gonna have to play all. They're gonna have to play all four safeties on the field. The, the way to win this game is to get the Kyler right. Like, if you can get the Kyler and force him to like make bad decisions, you have to create turnovers in this game to have a chance. My issue with this game for us is it's in Arizona, which isn't like that big of a place to go play. Like, I'm not worried about that. But we mm-hmm. don't necessarily always travel well to the West Coast, like in the history of like the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I just don't trust our offense at all to put up points. And I don't see how we're going to stop Kyler from getting 20 to 30 points. Uh, yeah, I don't either. Um, the public's definitely all over Arizona in this one. Getting the points at home, healthy. I mean... Kyler hasn't had that great of a year, though. I'm looking at his stats now. I know he missed a game or whatever, but 14 touchdowns, seven picks, only 2,300 yards passing. Um, but again, I mean, when you look at the Patriots offensively, with I feel like Myers not being in there is a huge blow offensively to them. Um, well, I think our defense has taken an absolute downturn since Barrymore went on the IR. 
Like, I think yeah, that's he not was helping for really, sure. like, disrupting a lot of things. I don't think Arizona's going to necessarily run on us a whole lot. But if we can't get pressure on him, and like we talked about off, you know, off mic uh, this week, Judon has kind of disappeared a little bit, just like last season. And if you're not going to get pressure on Kyler, he's just going to sit in. And you can only guard Hopkins and Hollywood for so long. Yeah, and I think going back to how they how they mark them, I would mostly zone. Um, but if you're going to play man, I, I think it has to be Jack Jones on Hopkins. I mean, Hopkins isn't like as, doesn't have like you know blazing speed, obviously like Hollywood. Right. Jack's big enough, I think, to to be physical enough with him. I don't think he's so going to obviously be able to stop Jonathan him. But on Hollywood, him or I mean, you could just kind of zone like put Peppers over there. Or, I mean, maybe Pepper spies Murray, but I'll it's be texting be... you when Miles Bryant's on Hopkins and you lose your mind. Uh, well, at least he wasn't on um, anyone last week. Yeah, true. I mean, I don't know. I I hope the Pats win because if we lose this, we're probably out, I would assume. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if the Chargers lost and the Jets lost and the well, Dolphins or Chargers have to win. But, like, if everyone's sort of losing, like, we're still kind of in it. But I don't know. I don't really like this game. I think it matches up terrible for where our injuries are at. And – I just don't trust our offense at all. Like minus Ramondre. This is a problem. So, well, not really a problem, but so we have the tie tiebreaker over Los Angeles right now. Right. If the jets lose, we have the tiebreaker over them. And if, so if we win, we would jump into the seven seed. I mean, which, it's, a, it's a must win for us. That's the problem yeah. because we go to the Raiders next week, which is probably a win in theory. But mm-hmm. again, we have the whole problem of how do we stop Devante? Then mm-hmm. we play the Bengals. That's, be tough a loss probably then we play yeah. the dolphins biggest game of the year yep and then we play the bills which hopefully the bills aren't playing for anything and we win but you think you have to win out of these you have to win three out of five right minimum and, yeah and you got to beat the cardinals like you have to beat the cardinals and the raiders because i don't think you can bank on beating both the dolphins and the bills you're more than likely yeah. going to lose one of those games and the bengals game i'm already counting as a loss because uh, if we don't get to burrow burrow's going to Pisa. So I think that I'm picking Arizona in this, but I'm hopeful that New England's going to implore a a smart defensive strategy and just let keep everyone in front of you and just don't let Hollywood beat you deep. Make make Kyler make throws because that's where they get in trouble. Yeah, I I agree. I think I'm I'm going to side with New England in this one just because. Like you, you said, it's a must-win. Arizona season is pretty much over. Um, not that they're not going to not be playing, but um, Belichick's had a week and a half off to kind of prepare for this. Um, maybe get that offense playing a little bit better, hopefully. But I will side um, with the Patriots. Um, we'll head into – or here's a question. So Connor Williams – or Caleb, Caleb Williams, is that his name? Yep. USC quarterback. Mm-hmm. So he won the Heisman yep. last night. Um, definitely should have won. He can't enter the draft, I don't believe, till next year. He's a true. He's only... I think he's a true. Right. Where do you think he's the number one pick in the following draft? Yeah, twenty-four. I, I think he's the number one pick, no question. He would be the number one pick this year if he came out. Yeah, but he can't. Like that's not his fault. Like, but I think he's the number one, no question. So, would you tank for him if you're the Patriots? <laughs> I don't know if you're actually capable of tanking with how bad some of these rosters are, like on the other side. Because you have to think, like, I think 
Carolina could absolutely tank for him because they want a quarterback so desperately. I could see that. Um, Houston's probably going to take a quarterback this year, so you have to think they'll kind of keep them. But there's a lot of teams that like are going to be maybe trading up or looking for quarterbacks around that time. So I think, I mean, I would love to get Caleb Williams and tank for him. And if we don't improve this offseason, if we don't resign a bunch of people, we're going to be pretty bad. So I don't even know if it's going to be a tanking issue. I think we might just be that bad. We might just lose. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, the, the money we've spent has definitely not paid off. Some of it's going to be freed up. Um, well, and Mac would be in, in his third year next year. Mm-hmm. So then what do you do then? Do you just not pick up his option and then just start him one more year and let Caleb Williams sit? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this could be a tough next I don't. Year I don't necessarily blame Mac for how bad this year's gone. I completely blame the play calling and Belichick because he just put everyone in a no-win situation here with like having two coaches that have never coached on the offensive side. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I love Caleb Williams. I, I would tank for him if I was any team because I think he has very star-like quality. Uh, but if you're the Pats, I don't think Belichick knows the word tank. And mm-hmm. I think if Belichick did tank or had a really bad year again, I think there's some questions about, like, do they push him to retirement? Yeah, and I think that's obviously a touchy subject in New England because you can't really force him out the door. But but he also doesn't play a style that's indicative of how to win anymore. Like, we win True. games based on our defense playing well, which is fine. But, like, we, we spent so much money on offense, and we don't use anyone. Yeah, I mean, and like you said, I think it's – Mac, Mac has definitely struggled at times this year, but I mean, you have to still consider he's in his second coordinator. Like you said, a guy that has never coached offense. It's his second season in the NFL. The weapons have been bad. Um, I'm basically non-existent for the most part And the coaching. I mean, going back to that, like bears game. I mean, when we're playing man on Justin field and he's just running around, for first downs on, you know, third and 17 and whatever. I mean, I think it's, I mean, there's been more than that game, obviously, but coaching has definitely been a huge problem for the Patriots. And yeah. Not that Mac is going to be great by any means, but I think if you, well, I mean, we saw it in the Vikings game. If you put him in the right system and get him the right people around him, I think he can be successful enough in the league. He definitely can throw the ball with accuracy. So. He could be. He could be good. He would be a perfect quarterback on a team like San Francisco, where like he does, he's not mm-hmm. asked to do a whole lot. You know, plays the Jimmy G role, and I think that's why you're going to see Brock Purdy do okay today because they don't ask their quarterback to go win games. I right. think that's why they're so adamant to try to give Trey Lance a chance because he can go win games with his talent. Mm-hmm. The problem is he can't throw. So yeah. I, I don't know. Like I think the Pats are in a weird spot. They have been for the past few years. I guess we'll see what happens. This is a must win. You have to beat Arizona. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. We'll talk about that all day. Um, yeah. Head over to DraftKings for the week. Um, I know we talked a little bit before. It's kind of an interesting week trying to piece people in. Um, I, I went with the Vikings uh, Lions stack. I think everyone's pretty much going to be pretty heavy on that. But I went with Jared Goff. He's at home. Um, it should be hopefully a shootout, um, a lot of offense. So I went with him and I paired him with DeAndre Swift, who's been getting more involved and also Amon Ross St. Brown, who has been lights out um, pretty much like the last month of the season. So I went with them. I'm bringing it back with Justin Jefferson. I just couldn't not have him in the lineup. Um, I think he's, he could really have a big game and um, 
at running back. The other running back went with Deontay Foreman for the Carolina. I'm hoping that he's healthy enough to give it a full go against Seattle. Um, then really paid down here at receiver went Philip Dorsett for Houston. Um, as you know, previously mentioned Cooks. Just hoping and, for anything. Yeah, and I mean, not that I'm expecting anything at all, but I mean, maybe he gets you know Diggs gets a little bit uh you know careless and Dorsett can burn past him or something, but um. I'll hope, hope a prayer on that one. He's only $3,000, so should be able to pay off with, like, one catch. But um, I went Austin Hooper at tight end with Burks out. Someone's going to have to, you know, catch the ball if they're not giving it to Henry. And then I love Tyler Lockett this week. I, he's in my flex. Um, Henderson for Carolina is one of the worst coverage corners in the NFL. And I feel like J.C. Horn is going to be shadowing Metcalf for the most part. I think he matches up best with him. Um, and I expect Lockett to just kind of, you know, continuously burn Henderson all game. So love that there. And then finishing it off paid up for once for a defense Dallas defense, somehow the third, only the third highest. I don't know how, I don't know how they're not worth 5,000. I don't either. Makes no sense. I have them as well because like, I mean, last week, the the, the Browns literally were like a top five scorer in, in fantasy. Yeah. For I mean, sure. In the one league where I have bonus points, they were they had forty three points, like they won the week. Um, so I'll I'll transition to me real quick. I have the yep. Cowboys. Dean, mm-hmm. easy. I, um, I'm also stacking the uh, Minnesota Detroit game, but on the opposite side, I have Cousins and Jefferson, and then I have Chark and Swift. Um, mm-hmm. so kind of very similar to you. We both have Swift and Jefferson. I just went downgraded on my receiver for. <laughs> Detroit because Chark had a pretty good week last week and I went Cousins because I refuse to ever go Jared Goff Um, Mm -hmm. me and him just don't we just don't see eye to eye Um, at running backs I have Zeke and uh, White Uh, Zeke I have because I think they're just gonna be up by a lot and he's just a vulture for touchdowns and to me I think Dallas would actually this is one of the games to really let Zeke get going because let him get the confidence that like Pollard already has and so going mm-hmm. into it, you just have an absolute banger of a two running, you know, two running back attack. Uh, so I think they're they're going to get Zeke going early. I have White because I think it's going to be check down City uh, for Brady. My other receiver is Garrett Wilson. Uh, he had a pretty good week against Buffalo the first time they played them. They're gonna that's going to be a game where they need to score points, and he's been playing lights out. And then my tight end is uh, Dolchich from Denver. I'm not really excited about it, but it was kind of 3,400. I had that left. Um, tight ends this year minus Kelsey have actually been so disappointing on a week to week. So if you can get anyone who gets you six to 10, I think you've made a good decision. Yeah. I had him originally, um, but I didn't want to pay down from Dallas. So I had to pay down and get Hooper, but I liked, especially with Sutton out, you know, you would think someone should be able to catch the ball and the chiefs honest, they've been one of the worst or the worst pass defense in the NFL this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, so, I wonder, I mean, real quick, do you think there's any chance they bench Wilson? Um, No. Okay. I mean, because, I mean, maybe it's just so he doesn't get hurt, but I'm thinking at this point they know they're screwed and they just kind of got to figure out next year. You think they're they they just can't ride, get rid of him. They're going to just ride him. I mean, they basically have to pray either someone's going to pay to trade for him or if not, they're just going to have to sit on him and play, yeah. and play him. I think they're going to have to figure out that offense, whether it's Hackett being gone or whatever in the offseason, but they got to figure I, I something think that, out. Real quick, I think they're going to go and hire Dan Quinn, reunite Quinn and Russell, because obviously Quinn was the defensive coordinator for um, Seattle, like all those years, like while Russell was there. 
Mm-hmm. And I think the reason for that is, is that Quinn's going to then hire an offensive coach to work with Russell. But I think Qu- Quinn won't really take Russell's like antics. I think that's been a big problem this year is Russell's like been given free reign to do whatever he wants to do. And obviously that's not working. Right. For sure. He definitely, uh, Seattle fleece Denver in that trade. Yeah. For sure. that, yeah. It was like a, the Celtics nets trade back, you know, with yeah. Pierce Garnett and Terry, you know, and it set us up for what we have today. For sure. Um, heading over, uh, just, you know, some prop bets and stuff for the week. So I don't want to, you know, knock on wood here, but nine, nine straight for me on D on DK that uh, I should have said it. I know. And I'm being a little risky today through two, um, together. Um, yeah. first one, the one o'clock slate, I, you know, I touched on it earlier jets plus 10. I think it's a lot. Um, even if they're down, you know, 16, 14, whatever at the end of the game, you know, I mean, that's a late touchdown, you know, to cover at the end. And the jets defense is, is good. Um, so I think they can definitely keep it close. Um, you know, like you had mentioned, you know, Josh Allen, you know, he's not playing like spectacular. So I, I like the Jets to cover 10. Um, and then, you know, I have the Vikings at plus two and a half as well. Them getting points is um, is great. Um, so I like that. And then in the four o'clock slate, I went with the under and the Chiefs Broncos game under 44. And then. Tampa at plus three and a half. I mean, even if, you know, maybe a late field goal for the 49ers wins it or whatever, but um, I like Tampa plus three and a half. And then heading over to prize picks, you know, we were talking about this earlier. Justin Herbert has a um, huge discount this week. He just needs, thank you. Prize picks. Yeah. He just needs one passing yard. Um, So just, I threw that in mind. So I have obviously over that, um, Jared Goff over 260 and a half passing yards. Hopefully a lot of points there have Elliot um, getting into the end zone. Like you had mentioned, I think even, I mean, Pollard's been great. Elliot's still getting a lot of work. Um, and I feel like he's been finding the end zone as well. So I like Elliot to score. I, I think he's the best goal line back in the league. I don't know Elliot. He has an absolute yeah. nose for the end zone when he's there. Him or Jamal Williams, right? Oh yeah. I mean that, yeah, it's 14 touchdowns. Crazy. And then I just ended it with uh, Joe Mixon over 59 and a half rushing yards. Cleveland's one of the worst yards per carry defenses in the NFL. Um, expect Cincy to be up in this one. So I think Mixon could um, get it going on the ground here. So that's what I got for today. What are you looking at today? Yeah, so I only have prize picks today. Um, I've been, The over-unders I was doing well at the beginning of the year. Then I kind of fell off just doing them in general. So I just did prize picks today. I also have the Herbert point five. I mean <laughs> – I, I mean, I don't know how you don't have that in. And I have Mixon 59 and a half. My other two I have, because I have a four, is Swift over 25 and a half receiving yards. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to check down a lot. And Swift's been pretty good, like, through the air, like, in recent weeks. So I think that's going to be a big one. And then I also have Dalvin over 78 and a half. I just think that's pretty low for Dalvin, considering that Detroit doesn't really stop the run all that much. So I think mm-hmm. Dalvin's going to have a good day. And Dalvin's been one of those guys this year that he hasn't been very flashy. He hasn't been great, but he's been pretty consistent. Like he's been like a decent player every week. Um, mm-hmm. He's just not that like 200 yard guy that he was at the beginning of his career. Right. And he gets a ton of work. I mean, he's getting 20, 20 carries a week. Yeah, I feel like Madison just steals a touchdown every week. from him. <laughs> I know. But like, it's always after he gets a touchdown. It's really odd. So I don't know. Like I like him this week. Um, so those are mine. And I, there's a few other ones I liked. I kind of like the Garrett Wilson over 60 yards. If Justin Jefferson wasn't at 
you know, what is it like 200 or it's 93 yards. I'd take him, but like, that's so many to predict. Richard Sherman had a great point on Thursday night when he was, you know, predicting Devonte Adams. It's like 75 yards is a lot. So like mm-hmm. predicting over that is pretty hard because it's just like, eventually like it's going to have to, you know, you're going to go to somewhere else. So unless you get big chunk plays, getting the, getting that yardage can, can be difficult. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I mean, obviously Justin Jefferson's a freak, um, but you know they could just put three people on him, and Kirk might have to go elsewhere. Um, yeah, maybe Thielen will come alive. You know, he's taken you know thirteen weeks off, so uh, I had big hopes for him prior to the season, and I was so pumped to get him in like multiple fantasy leagues, and he is he has been a major letdown. Yeah, he has. I mean, he's he's a very consistent. Like he's going to get nine targets a game. The problem is he just doesn't do anything with him because all of his routes seem to just be like dig routes back to the quarterback or like he's basically just running like a slant where he basically catches like an eight yard pass, which is fine. Right. Like if he's your like second flex or your last player in your starting lineup, I don't think it's necessarily like a bad thing because he's going to get you what six to 10 points every week, just from yeah. like a target share, like just hitting, getting receptions, but he's just non-existent everywhere else on the field. Yeah. I mean, it's been rough to watch. But I mean, Justin Jefferson's so good. Yeah. So it's not like it's really his fault. Like, I would go to Justin Jefferson, you know, 300 times a year, too. Yeah, I mean, so after that catch he made against the Bills with three people in the area, I would definitely um, be throwing to him every time. Um, yeah, for sure. But uh, that's all for this morning, sir. Is there anything else you want to you want to touch on? No, I mean, luckily the Pats play tomorrow, so I, we can just enjoy today. You know, have a nice little Sunday, and then tomorrow we can just you know probably be mad going into the game, and maybe <laughs> maybe they'll they'll fix it. But I don't know. I mean, I think this will be a, a very interesting game. The most important game of the day for us, at least as Patriots fans, is the Chargers Dolphins game. For sure. Um, real quick, what's on the game mix for today? Oh man, that the game mix is going to be kind of interesting today. So on the one o'clock, I got to have Buffalo and the Jets. I think that's going to be a really interesting game. I'm, I, I kind of want to watch Kenny Pickett cause I've been watching him a lot, but I think I'm going to leave him off of that. So I think what I'm going to do for the four games on the game mix is New York, Buffalo. Um, I'm going to do Houston, Dallas, just because I want to see how bad Dallas, but they're on local. So that one's kind of hard sometimes Minnesota, mm-hmm. Detroit, for sure. Jacksonville, Tennessee. Cause I want to see some points. And then I would, if I can't get the Dallas game, I'll probably sub in the Watson Burrow game. Cause I want to watch Watson. And then in the okay. afternoon, it's only three. So the nice part is, is you just put two up and one's on regular television and I get to watch everything. Right. For sure. Well, appreciate the, the insight as always, sir. Um, that's it for what are we in week 14 i think so yeah week 14 probably what what are we episode 24 yes sir well and as always the music credit goes out to acdc and i'll catch you guys next time